It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Plodcast, a weekly adventure with nature in the British countryside. And my name's Fergus Collins, and I'm your host, so welcome aboard. So this episode is the second part of my exploration of the St. Patrick's Way pilgrimage route in Northern Ireland. And for this one, I was walking along the Newry Canal in deepest rural Armagh, an area I didn't know at all. I had Peter Rafferty as my guide, and we just had a lovely, gentle adventure walking along an abandoned canal. This forgotten waterway is now a haven for wildlife, with whispers of history at every turn. Well, it is the most glorious morning, uh, the most surprisingly glorious morning after the worst weather I've experienced in a, on a spring day for many, many a year. And I'm out beside a canal in... Where are we? We're near Scarva. Scarva. The Newry Canal. And with Peter Rafferty. Peter, you're a, you're a tour guide and a, a walking guide yeah, in this I'm area. A, yeah, I'm a mountain leader and a tour guide for uh, in the morning, generally in the Morn Mountains and the surrounding areas. And yeah. uh, I run a wee company called Rock the Morns. Rock the Morns. Walk, walk, walk the Morns. Right, rock yeah, the Morns, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. yeah. Walk, walk the Morns, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're an experienced walker, you know this area, you know all these. Yes. Where are you taking me today? Not the Morn Mountains. Not the Morn Mountains today. We're going to do something a wee bit easier today. We're going to go, uh, we're going to follow the route of the Newry Canal and we're going to go from, this is called Campbell's Lock. Campbell's Lock. So you can hear the water. You can hear the water through it, yeah. And we're going to walk along to, uh, as far as Gamble's Bridge. It's about nine and a half kilometres or so. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. And, we just, and this is following St. Patrick's Way? Is this is right? St. Patrick's Way, yes. St. Patrick's Way starts in Armagh and then finishes up in Down Patrick, where St. Patrick is buried. Down Patrick's in County Down? County Down, yeah. Right. Yes. So it starts in County Armagh and finishes in, in uh, County Down. 
So Armagh, where, the, where it starts, is sort of the ecclesiastical capital of Ireland, you know. And sort of yeah. Oh, there we go. There's some religious messaging along the yes. canal here. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. Admit you're a sinner. Exactly. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not today. <laughs> yeah. This canal doesn't look like it's used, is it? Is it? It's not. No. It, it was abandoned I think, in the eighth, in 1950s. Uh, but there is a local, a local group. Uh, Inland Waterways Association of Ireland are trying to get the locks, some of the locks fixed mm. and repaired. So they have the the stretch we're on now is there's still still water in it. Yeah. As you go along, some of the stretches is, has less water in it because the locks aren't in good condition. But it's a sort of an ongoing project to try and get it back to that it can be used for some sort of recreational for use. Leisure, leisure, boats leisure boats, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, lots of lo- uh, lots of canals in England that I know went through this period and have been restored. Yes. So. I suspect it's very good for wildlife at the moment. It is, yeah, we should have seen kingfishers, etc. Yeah, well, we'll see what we find along Hopefully. the way. Yeah. Uh, um, so we're, we're doing about nine kilometres of St Patrick's Way. And uh, was this area then particularly this stretch associated with St Patrick? Did he walk this way? Well, well all around this area is uh, sort of, there's a lot of associations with St Patrick. And just a, f- uh, a number of years ago, this route was designed as a sort of a Camino type route. Have you ever heard of the Camino? Uh, yes, okay, like, so a, pil- like, like a, a pilgrim pilgrimage. sort of route, yeah. 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 So I think it's 82 miles, but 132 kilometres from Armagh to down Paddock. And you have the various sections, and you have the canal sections, there's some sections on bits of road, back roads, and then you have some sections go over the Morn, through the Mourne Mountains as well. Yeah. So it's a nice varied walk. Really. Well, this is a very accessible stretch here with a lovely tarmac path. The old towpath, presumably. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's like it'd be a good cycle path. Yeah, uh, lots of blossom on the. Uh, it's like the black, black, th- black thorn. Black thorn. Yeah. yeah, black thorn. I think. Yeah, and a black cap singing. So we're right in the sort of heading towards mid-April, one of the best times of the year. We've got a glorious sunny day. So uh, I hope you're going to tell me a little bit about the some of the history of the. The area. Yeah, well, the Newry, the Newry Canal was it's the, actually the, the first summit canal in the UK the and Ireland, the very right, first yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Really? And um, the canal was, was it was this for transporting, you you talked before we, <laughs> yeah, it was, we it was started recording, we talked about gra- moving granite around. Well, no, it wasn't used for granite, this, this was built initially to move coal from a place called Coal Island. So uh, the coal was transported along the canal and then down as far as Dublin. Right. So this goes out into the RSC, the, the canal goes out into the RSC at Newry and then uh, it would have transported the coal into Dublin but it actually was used a lot for flax, uh, or linen, for the linen industry, yeah. moving flax and coal and stuff like that as well so it was, in its day it was a very busy place but like a lot of canals once the railway came along that's sort of obsolete. was the end of it, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. I mean, it's very narrow, but they're all kind of narrow. But yeah, but again, it's, it's, it has been neglected for a long time as well, so that's why it's probably overgrown a wee yeah. bit. I don't think you, would get an, you wouldn't get an arrow boat on, would you get kayaks and oh, that type of thing on? Oh, it looks fun for kayaking, yeah. yeah. yeah it's almost got a tunnel of trees along here. Yeah. It's quite exciting. Uh, I imagine anglers use it. Uh, not not in this stretch, more towards Newry. Right. Okay. And actually, the World uh, World Angling Course Angling Championships was held on the Newry Canal oh, right, a number okay. of years ago. Yeah, so there's fish in here. Yeah, I think it was back in the nineties. It was that's really from uh, Newry City through throughout Newry City. There, it's good angling along yeah. there. So this is an old bridge. This is an old bridge, and the river. There's actually, I think uh, aqueduct runs in here. It was used to fill up the 
canal from the River Kersher. Okay. Just the songs of songs of robins and wrens. Beautiful little woodland beside the canal. This is a glorious spot. This is the sort of spot you just sort of sit with a with a good book. Yeah. You know, while away a very good day. So the St Patrick's Way is, is the, this is a quite, this is the beginning stretch, isn't it? It's sort of from yeah, this uh, is well, it starts it starts in Armagh a little bit further uh, before, well, yeah, before here, yeah, and then this is sort of we'll walk, this is the first where we meet the canal. Yeah, we walk along this canal section from Scarva to Newry. It's a twenty, it's about a twenty kilometer section, so it is, and then it's a very wildlife rich stretch. Especially it being full of full of fish. You'd imagine it's going to be fish in there, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it looks really uh, it's looks fishy looking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's full of water weeds and yeah. healthy looking water. Chuff chuff singing over here. Nice to hear the migrants have arrived here. And a song thrush. Just going to get a little bit of this song thrush. Trying to work out where he is. I can't work out the direction of these things. that tree. It's amazingly rich along here. It's quite unspoiled. So how would you characterise the sort of countryside we're walking in? Is it very, it's quite heavily farmed as far as I can see. Yeah, it's, there is quite a bit of farming around here because it's a nice sort of valley, you know, it's good ground for yeah. for farming, you know. Uh, We're in a sort of broad river valley then, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of dairy, is there? There's uh, a lot of dairy farming here, yeah, a lot oh, of dairy farming. Yeah, and then as you move into the moorns, then it'll be more uh, sheep farming yep. up in the moorns. You know, so. A bit of cattle farming then as well, people rearing uh, beef cattle as well, then that, uh, you know. So. And orchards, I hear that this is a good area for orchards, is well, that right? Armagh, County Armagh is the orchard of Ireland, yeah, that's yeah. where most of the, the apples are growing in Ireland, so... Oh, we're still in Armagh? We're still in County Armagh, Armagh yeah, now. still in County Armagh now. Okay. I'm so unfamiliar with this landscape, it's my first visit to Northern Ireland. Is that so right, yeah? It's yeah. to say, after yeah. this time, after all these many decades. Well, hopefully not their last. <laughs> I realise that I've... But it's so easy to get here. Yes, and right, yeah. Um, it does feel different. It feels, yeah, it's, got, it's certainly got its own character. The countryside, to my mind, is a little bit like my homeland of Somerset. Right. Orchards and, and dairy fields and a sort of patchwork. Yeah. But uh, the towns are very different. They're kind of quite sort of, I suppose, more impressive buildings. I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's very yeah. interesting compare but um yeah so Scarborough is um Scarborough, yeah. a small sort of market town or yeah well it was sort of a main port on the on the canal ah, okay when it was yeah. functioning fully you know <coughs> so it had this, there was a lot of mills around here for the see there was a lot of flax the flax industry linen industry you know so so these fields would have been growing flax growing flax yeah this well suited for growing flax yeah. around here, so. I think, I think at one time Belfast, like in Northern Ireland, Belfast had produced a third of the world's flax or linen, you know. So. Well, we've almost forgotten what linen is, I think. That's right. It's a, but actually, it's the fibres of the 
stalk of the of the flax. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, as we need to sort of move away from synthetics. I know there are some people around. There. Are there anybody starting up flax again? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone around here, but I've seen a program on the TV. Not that long ago, some part of England they were starting to grow flax. Yeah, country farm. Country fish, fish. Yeah, That's right, yeah. I think, yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I don't see too many tandems about it. Yeah, no, no, I see a tandem. So this canal runs for how, how long can, can we sort of walk along it? Uh, but you, you can walk the whole way from Newry to a place called Portadown. Portadown. I'm not sure of the distance now, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. That's about, that's probably about 30 miles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the same length as my local canal. Right. Uh, which which is which does have boats. Yeah. I I, I like watching the programmes on the TV to see the, the canal boats. It's so relaxing, isn't it, just yeah. to watch them? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is a really nice way to get about. Yeah. I've done a few canal trips. This would be this would be ideal. I wonder if there are some naturalists who kind of say, "Oh, we don't want to turn it back to a canal. It's oh. doing so good for nature." <laughs> yeah, you get all, you get this, every side of the argument, don't you? Yeah, you're... there's always there's always uh, yeah. It's never quite as simple as no. Do people commute then to Dublin from the north? Oh yeah, a lot of people would. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. So and the other way around as well, you know. Presumably, a lot more of that since the Good Friday Agreement and the probably sort of, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, but people, I suppose, who are like around this area, very close to the border yeah. between the two, so people are always just crossing the border, and it was natural thing just to do, to work, you know, for work or pleasure, or whatever they happened to be. You were crossing yeah, we should know. stress we're really close to the, the border with the Republic of Ireland. So yeah. Um, how far away are we at the moment? Well, here it was for ten miles in Newry, so probably about probably about ten, fifteen miles, maybe even less. Yeah. You know, it depends if you go inland a bit. You yes, it wobbles, it, it wiggles and wobbles. That's right. That's right. So people here would move quite comfortably between both countries or both parts of the north and the south without thinking twice about it. That's right, yeah. Uh, funny, I have a, a wee bag of Euro coins in my van because if you're going across the toll bridge, yeah, oh, right, you need yeah, the Euro yeah. coins. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, used, it used to be, well, before all the uh, digital banking and you had the, you now use our cards on our phones, etc. Yeah. But you also had, a, you always had a Euros. Just and sterling, and yeah, yeah, because you never know when you're going to cross, so you'd always carry a few euros with you. So we're just sort of passing, to, passing out of Scarva onto a stretch of very, well, it's just a broad, beautiful waterway with woodland. So you can hear the birds singing from the woodland chiff chaffs, robins, song thrushes. Trying to pick them all out. There's a wren. Yeah, I think they saved up all their songs from because of all the rain yesterday that they couldn't do a lot of singing. So today's catch-up day. That sounds like it. <laughs> There's a willow warbler up here. Let's see if we can find that willow warbler. There we go. Sort of dripping notes. Uh, Rattling is, is a red pole. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hear them very often, but it's nice to. Pretty sure that's a red pole. So we're on the nice, this beautiful long stretch. So peaceful. No sounds. We're going to 
have a cyclist quite soon, but there's no sounds of cars. What a truly blissful place just to have a have a walk on a Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> uh, among the birds. Uh. Hello. All right. Yeah. He passed us earlier. Really? Yeah. He's done. He's done. His, <laughs> he's, he's been to the end of yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So the, the 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 canal's quite narrow here. You can see how wide it would have been. Yeah. It's just the central channel is still full of water, but it, it just has a feeling of healthy life, life full, you know, full of life. You can imagine a big pike just cruising over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a pike. Yeah. You're, you're a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a pike fisherman. I used to do a bit of pike fishing. I used to do a bit uh, of salmon fishing and sea trout fishing. Yeah. I haven't done any of this for years now. Yeah, particularly where those trees are coming over. Yeah. Because uh, they don't mind a little stream like this, do no. they? In fact, the biggest pike I've ever seen have been in very small streams. Is that right? Yeah. So if, uh, there's black cap singing the other side. Chortling away here. Yeah, beautiful. You can see the trees are full of birds moving through, but uh, male black cap sticking his claim. So we've just turned a bend through a sort of more heavily wooded bit of the canal, and suddenly it's opened up, and on the far side, there's a lake which looks just beautiful and they're glimmering in the morning sunshine. What? That's, that's called uh, Acton Lake or Loch Shark. It's Loch, also, it's Loch also Shark. known as Loch Shark, luckily. Yeah. Why, why, uh, why? I don't know why. I don't know. Why, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. It <laughs> could well be. But this is actually summit level of the canal here. Okay. So, and um, this would have been. There's a sluice there. I see, so water's coming so in. So water from comes the lake. in from the lake, yeah. And there would have been a, a sluice on that. There was a lock keeper lived in this cottage down here. Yeah, yeah. And he would have controlled the, the level in the canal. So, so he'd use the lake as, as, the, as the reservoir. That was the reservoir for the canal, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and now it's just a wild spot, is it? It's just a wild, yeah. There's a lot of people fish it. There's good coarse fishing in it, so I think there's yeah. pike and bream. That'll be the sharks then. That'll be the must be, yeah. <laughs> lock shark. Lock Shark. Uh, or Act Act Acton Lake. Acton Lake. Lake. Lock Shark sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, much much better. <laughs> so uh, we're at the level, the summit level, I think it's just looking up here, I think it's it's 78 foot above sea level. So when we're walking along here the, the canal is running back towards Scarva, but when we go past the the uh, this Gibb Keep the Keeper's Cottage, you'll see then the start flow starts to go the other way. You know, so. Oh really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's not that there's much of a flow on, but if you watch a little bubble or something, you'll see which way. I see what you mean when you say summit. So we're at the we're at the crest. actual highest point of the canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the watershed. <coughs> so yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. How funny! I didn't think canals did that. Yeah. So the lake has to feed it both sides. It feeds both ends. Yeah. 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 Yes. Just this wee cottage. This is. It was taken over by the Inland Waterways Association of Ireland, and they fixed it up. And it's now like a visitor centre. Ah, okay. So they, they open it at the weekends and people come in and there's the... Get a coffee the, there. You can get a coffee and then you can talk about the history of the... the history of a bit of a feature about the history of the whole canal. You know? So we are right. Now we're going downhill. Well, you can see. Yeah. yeah. see the little bubbles are still coming. Yes. Scarver direction. But as we go on down, there's a bit of a way down yet. We'll see then that the, the yeah. start to go the other direction. Oh, funny. 
<coughs> it must be a bit but the water is very torn between which way it wants to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down to Down to Newry or it's up to Port Newry or up to Port Down, yeah. So here we Yeah, that anything moving there is gonna be the gold crest, so. Yeah, the ringing of tiny bells just across the canal. Gold crest. Not its typical tree. They're normally like conifers, but yeah. obviously there's good feeding out there in the alder or whatever that is. I think that's an alder. Was it in Ireland we don't have any snakes? Of course you don't. I was going to say no, any adders, but no, no snakes at all. St Patrick drove them out. He drove them out indeed, yeah. <laughs> I think it was St Patrick's way. Yeah. What's the story? What's that? Why is he credited with uh, song thrushes through here? Um, why is he credited with getting rid of the snakes? I don't know, to be honest with you. I think it's just, just a, way of a, good, a good deed, a good yeah. deed he done for us. I suppose snakes being associated with the, guy, the, the fall of Adam and Eve. Maybe so, yeah. So, so they were bad. Not great to have them. No, he left, he left the lizards behind. <laughs> but we don't have any moles in Ireland either. No moles? No, funny. I've seen someone had a, a Facebook post up on uh, the 1st of April there. Same that they discovered moles, you know, in the backyard. And, you know, yeah, yeah. The really big <laughs> ones called Sleeve Donnan. Yeah. Licking yeah. <laughs> mountains. Yeah. Um, that's, I didn't know that. No yeah, moles. No Is moles, there anything yeah. else that's sort of... I don't know. Squirrels? Do you have... Well, squirrels. And now the moors are quite a good population of red squirrels. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it used to be a lot of greys, but the pine martin made a great comeback. Right. And the pine martin uh, takes care of a lot of the greys. I've heard so, this, yeah. they, they prefer to eat a, a slow-moving yeah. grey Yeah, well, squirrel. I think that's what it is. Well, some people say that the red squirrel native to Ireland evolved along with the pine martin. Yeah. So they're more wary of them. And again, they're a bit smaller. And they're probably a bit more agile than a, than a grey, I'm not sure. But yeah. the pine martins seem to prefer the grey. So if you get the pine martins moving in, the greys usually disappear. And the reds and the reds survive. survive then, yeah, yeah. That's a fascinating so kind of outcome of yeah bringing back a predator to yes, help a yeah. herbivore. There's a couple of buzzards. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. Good eyes. Yeah. Making use of this lovely warm air. I think it might be. He's chasing. He's chasing the buzzard, look. Oh. Okay. Yeah, please. Oh, just near the sun, just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Raven and buzzard action. That's what this is. The buzzard is easily evading it, but the raven is the same size pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Dive bombing it. <laughs> and then the buzzard wants, wants Yeah, the raven's given up, or maybe he's sneaking in behind him again. Yeah, yeah, the buzzard's coming back up, but well, I think the raven must have a nest and the buzzard yeah. was threatening them. Yeah, there he is. The buzzard makes his little soft call. And off he goes to, I don't know what direction they're Oh, he's diving. Furled his wings and... Uh, maybe they're, they're calling each other. They're obviously going back to their... <coughs> maybe their nest is in that wood over there. They're settling in a tree, two buzzards. Yeah, you've got good eyes to Yeah, I see the two of them now. Yeah, that's, that's their domain. And the raven's over behind the railway. Or, uh, and they're mating. They're mating, yeah. <laughs> Obviously the fight with the buzzards has got him 
sort of roused. Get in the way of the way yeah, romance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very romantic. Yeah. Buzzard, uh, buzzard mating. That's pretty good, isn't it? To, <laughs> on the top of a probably an oak tree over there, a little woodland. On the far side of the valley. So they, he gave a call, or she gave a call, and then they both headed there pretty sharpish. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was yeah. interesting. We've got a rookery here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of two parts of the colony. One bit here and then another noisy bit. They'll probably have chicks already. Well, they have, yeah. Yeah, they start really early. Um, but nice to be under a rookery. So this is the, the cries of rooks, which I don't think we've had on the podcast before. Oh, fill your ears with rook. There are about 20, 30 nests. So maybe they haven't quite hatched yet, but they start really early, they start in February. That's really a typical sound of the farmland in yeah. across the whole Griffin Island. They're quite rudimentary nests, just a load of un- untidy sticks. Yeah. And there's each, each nest seems to have a guarding bird. Oh, there's loads more further down. It's quite an extensive colony. Another 20 nests here. So. Uh, Very rare sparrow. Is it? Yeah. Well, in England, definitely. Uh, it's a sort of people travel a long way to see a tree sparrow. Right. It's got that high pitched chip chip. Oh, interesting. Just had a dipper and now a tree sparrow. So, while that might not sound tremendously exciting for podcasters, it's, it's a really rare bird. And I've only seen. Yeah, that's definitely a tree sparrow. Funny at the chestnut head. It's just this voice was different to yeah, the normal yeah, sparrow. Yeah. Well, lots of cyclists to be able to. There he goes. Yeah, he's just got up into the in the fork in the field. I wish I had my binoculars, but uh, I always leave my binoculars behind. Oh, you have some? Yeah. Oh, amazing. That's, that's a mega for me. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. Uh, I've never. Well, there we go, recording a tree sparrow on the podcast. Much higher, more clipped voice than the house sparrow. There's only one of them there, there's a male, I don't know. How you doing? Yeah. May I ask what you... Oh, it's a, tr- a tree sparrow. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rare enough. Yeah, yeah. Not on like their house winter parts? No, can you see it on the uh, little thin twig? Oh, yeah, yeah, go back. Yeah. Yeah, not a common bird at all. No. I'm quite surprised to see it. I'm, I'm kind of keen. I'm a keen sort of sort yeah. in the backyard and keen. Yeah. But I'm very lucky. I've got a pair of uh, woodpeckers. Oh, nice. Coming to the feeder, which yeah. is. I uh, also have two lesser red poles. Oh yes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a pair Lovely. of uh, siskins. Oh, you're doing quite well for. All and I'm Tandragee, which is you know, uh, 
I've been feeding them now extensively for about this last well year and a half or more. Uh, Those are good birds to get in your garden. Yeah. Sunflower hearts and uh, na- nature seeds. Yeah, 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 they they're just the best. Absolutely nature adore them. Seeds. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. No, he's still there. Oh, he yeah, yeah. There he goes. There are probably a whole colony here. Yes. <coughs> I can hear some other birds cheeping, so there are other. But that's yeah. good to getting getting the song down. I, I can identify them by looking at them, but uh, listening to them. That's a whole different ball oh, game. That's what we're doing as well. A bit of, a bit of <laughs> I didn't expect the cycling this morning to be truthful, but yeah, there you go. Amazing, isn't it? Let's make the most of it. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Here, lovely to talk to you, yeah, chaps. Yeah, you too. Right, okay. yeah. Well, that's the sighting of the year for me. Is that what good? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it may be small. Yes. And it may be insignificant, but uh, they're a kind of good indicator of healthy farmland and. Uh, I think there's a kingfisher. There we go. Kingfisher. Just when the train was going by. <laughs> so he just shot down. I just heard his funny little sort of um, slightly husky voice. He had a fish in his mouth by the look of things, but he was still calling. So, uh, yeah. That's another good sign that this fish. Yeah. So we've had a dipper, tree sparrow, and a kingfisher in the space of five minutes. That's I really like this canal. I think it's a. I think I'm going to suggest to the family that this is going to be our summer holiday down in this part Very of the good. world. Yeah. Here he comes. He's here. There's a heron. That squeaking is the kingfisher. I don't know where he's. Whether he went past us or ah, didn't see him that time, but it sounded like he came right past. Oh, there he is. There, he seemed just. Oh yeah, yeah, see him. Ah, he was right yeah, below just, us. Yeah. Ah, cheeky little devil. Is that some ducks down below? Yeah, it looks like something or a huge pike. <laughs> <laughs> ducks, I think. Yeah, well, a heron was down there. A heron there as well, was it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come across that kingfisher again in a sec. That's amazing what you can see, isn't it? And you're just yeah. taking a nice, oh. nice easy stroll along, isn't it? Yeah. I've just written a feature about how to walk with nature, and it's essentially don't walk, yeah. <laughs> dawdle. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I that's the, te- the walks that I do with people are. They'll say, How long is your walk? And, and some companies will be asking me, How long does your walk take? They want to know for clients, or they've written clients on, and say, well, generally, I said four, four, five hours. Oh, do you do anything shorter? I says I can do something shorter, but for people to get a benefit, yeah, they, you know, they really, you know, it takes that amount of time just to take well, an easy walk. And I agree. I think there's something about that that you firstly your muscles need to kind of warm up because mine are feeling fine now. They were really stiff at the beginning, and yeah, I just found as I'm in my fifties that <coughs> things stiffen up a bit and uh, hamstrings and knees, but it's fine now. It's all kind of moving quite That's fluidly. Right, yeah. But it's also mentally, a walk has to be at least an hour. Yeah. A dog walk doesn't do me any good if it's less than 20 minutes. It sort of doesn't do the dog any good. <laughs> but but um, I think just to get into the rhythm of mentally relaxing. That's right, yeah. Takes, you absorb more your surroundings, I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah you start to sort of, I sort of think the inner voice starts to go quiet and you start to look out a bit more and... Well, what is the ideal length of a walk? As I discussed with Peter there, an hour for me 
is the is the sort of length where you can just relax and finally get a bit of perspective on life and perhaps sort of feel that sense of oh throwing off the shackles of of your working life and and getting out into the countryside but here to discuss these matters in the podcast studio i have podcast regulars hannah and jack who helped me make the podcast and annabelle who's joined us for a special special flying visit <laughs> nice to see you all. uh annabelle you've just dropped by and thank you for for popping in i know uh regular nice listeners regular listeners, regular listeners will know uh, will have listened to many of annabelle's outings for the podcast so welcome all what is the ideal length of a walk then hannah is there a i think you're probably right about an hour an it's hour? kind of Enough time for you to shed what it was you were thinking about when you started. Mm. Jack, you're... you're a... I, I think I'll, I'll save my sighting and happenings for later. Yeah. But I think having spent a, a quite a few days outside, <laughs> I think there's something about a day or more mm. outside. So maybe not just the length of a walk, but spending that amount of time outside. Just I think it's enough time for you to get over being dirty yeah like i think when you go for an hour walk you're still a bit like oh i don't want to get too dirty because i've got to get back to the house whereas after a couple of hours you're like oh i'll just roll in that mud it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, does it it's, true, it's true. like it's almost transfiguring isn't it yeah you just yeah, sort of you become a different person go past like the yourself. point you go back to sort of just i live here now yeah. i'm I am outside mm. <laughs> it's like playing in snow oh i don't want to get too wet and then about an hour later yeah totally drenched sort of got hypothermia but who cares annabelle you you know, I know you're a keen walker. Do you walk for to to sort of walk away from one life problems stresses? Sometimes, but not always. And no. um, yeah, I think an ideal walk has so many. Um, there's so many things about an ideal walk, isn't there? Time, where, who with, who, who not with, <laughs> um, and. So I try and do a walk every day. I get away from my desk and do a walk every day. Sometimes it's through the city. Sometimes it's up on the downs. Sometimes it's in Lee Woods. And that's usually because I want to get rid of the thoughts at work and mm. try and relax my brain. And so the most satisfying one of all of those three is in Lee Woods, as I think I've spoken about before, because it just has a certain way of bringing your shoulders down and allowing you to get away from those those thoughts. I don't know whether it's because it's quite... You know, there's not, it's, it's so many trees, you're in amongst so many trees, maybe that's very comforting and very, you don't have to think, you just, you, and also I follow a trail there, I'm just like, <laughs> and I don't have to think about anything so I can clear my mind. That was quite a long answer, wasn't it? Well, it's okay. It's yeah, 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 yeah. I lost myself. <laughs> the perfect I, length of an answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you say that's about an hour? About an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I thought um, well Amar I had never visited before uh, before that trip and it's so deeply rural that actually you can just escape into it uh, and that was I mean we were talking before going on air about almost nothing happened in that walk it was there was some some lovely wildlife you saw a tree sparrow tree sparrow which is great I mean for me fantastic a really like mega sighting and there were dippers and kingfishers and herons. But um, actually, it was it was just an incredibly restful place and, and a very lovely chap to spend time with, Peter, Peter Rafferty. But his heart was yearning for the Mourn Mountains in the distance. I could tell he was like, that's where I want to be. And um, so there is a, a, a podcast later in the season where we, we are up in the mountains, um, and that's pretty dramatic. So enjoy the calm of the lowland Armagh. And then the wild of the mountains later in later in the year. So that was that was one of my adventures this year. So that I did have some lovely sightings in that in that little adventure, which 
is a good opportunity to ask you all, well, it's our regular slot. What have we all been doing outside? Have we had any sightings and happenings in the wild outdoors? And I'm going to start with you, Annabelle, seeing as you're the rogue random guest this week. Today... I brought you all some plums. You did. We've got bags of plums in the desk. I didn't even mention the fact that. And I picked those plums this morning in the orchard. Your orchard. You sound so grand. Grand. Is it near the East Wing? It's a community orchard. Okay. And whilst I was there, because it's such a happy orchard, whilst I was there, I decided to do the big butterfly count. Oh, cool. And I'm really pleased I've done it because I didn't do it last year and I felt quite guilty. And I saw a comma and a gatekeeper and a holly blue and um, it was so beautiful. It is the most amazing thing being invited to sit down for 15 minutes and just watch butterflies. And it actually says on Big Butterfly Cat, if you don't see any, just record that you don't see any. So you're just sitting down, you're kind of forced to sit 15 minutes in nature and just observe and it's a completely beautiful thing and as i was leaving the orchard i heard a sparrowhawk screeching oh how's it go um kick, 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 kick. Oh, no yeah. it's, oh, well. oh. yes uh, oh. Oh, okay got to. <laughs> well yeah i think um annabelle has uh queued up my sightings oh beautifully because three of the five days this week i've seen sparrowhawks um, which is delightful. And I, in fact, I was um, walking in this morning having seen one thinking, oh, it's brilliant, I'll talk about this today. And then I saw another one. So lots of excitement. Um, and also I've got this week's Sound of the Week. No way. Yep, yep, yep. Yes yep. way. Yes. So regular listeners will know that I was late for work a couple of weeks ago because of what I described as sparrowhawks hanging out with each other. And what listeners wouldn't have seen is Fergus's slightly incredulous face. Not incredulous. I would never. You're, you're, you're good on birds Dubious. of prey. You're good on birds yeah. of prey. Well, yeah. yes, I like to think so. But then I have a taste for the dramatic. And so sometimes I will hope that they are a bird of prey when they're a pigeon in disguise. And so I was delighted to walk home yesterday and to find that in that exact same spot, this sparrowhawk was making the noise. I was like, definitely, that's a sparrowhawk. So that's a baby sparrowhawk. Because that's, did I, I think I did quite a good impersonation now that we've heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was, I thought there was one in the room. Yeah. Um, and maybe there is. Maybe look under I the table. I don't know if it's a baby. I. It's the way it's keening. Like it's kind of... I think that's just its call. No. I think buzzards make, baby buzzards make oh a goodness. similar noise. That is the most irritating call of summer, <laughs> is the buzzard. A baby buzzard calling for its parents. <laughs> is there a more irritating bird call? Chiff chaff? Mm, well, yeah, chiff chaffs in March. Yes, chiff chaffs are here. They're the best. Oh, isn't it amazing? April. Yeah, yeah, a bit boring by May. Yes, okay. Thanks for coming. And, and then June, it's like, go back to Africa. Seagull. Mm, oh, I Baby it, seagulls. Yeah, they're kind of, it's because they're just begging, 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 begging. And the, but the buzzard is a particularly, because there's nothing else singing really in the countryside and just this relentless keening for food. So I wonder, maybe, I don't know, I don't know enough about sparrowhawk calls, but if you think it's... Um, yeah, I've heard it a lot recently. Maybe it is babies because it's the time of year. Maybe, I don't know. I heard I heard a goldfinch yesterday. That was pretty oh, that's incredible. Nice. That's a really sweet sound, actually. Yeah, it's so special. Yeah, amazing. So we've, we've, we've done the sparrowhawk thing. Adult or baby? If anyone has any ideas, send your ideas. But, but, oh, yeah. but uh, Hannah's Hannah's right. Um, everything Hannah else is just and, and Annabelle. And uh, when you, you're saying baby, 
Oh, I'm saying baby. And, uh, and Hannah's saying, Hannah's no, saying I'm, adults. yeah, I am saying baby. Okay. I'm Ooh. saying teen. I'll go in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Teenager. Teenager, yeah. yeah. I'm saying Kestrel. <laughs> What have you seen, Jack? Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a sound as well. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to rival you. Sound <laughs> Yes. And I will, I will play it before I discuss. And I have no idea how well this is going to come out because I haven't listened to it since. Lion. Yeah, it's definitely a lion. It is a lion. What? Are you joking? No, I'm serious. <laughs> why, why was there a lion? In your bedroom. Well, so obviously I was, I was not here last week because I was away on scout camp. Huh? And we were staying right next door to West Midland Safari Park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, waking up in the morning to that wow. <laughs> is quite a, an odd experience. Oh my gosh. Especially, yeah, just in a woodland and then... That low rumbling voice. I think that's amazing. And I, and I don't want to be doing any favouritism or anything, but Hannah, to spot that that was a lion without hesitation for someone who doesn't live in a lion country, <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you very much. I'm so impressed. Even though you wouldn't have believed that it was, but that was your first. It's like, it's a lion. I'm impressed. Well, I think uh, take a book from the podcast library, both of you. <laughs> Brilliant work. Um, yeah, sparrowhawks and lions. So you can see the range of sounds. We love it when listeners, when you guys send us in sounds that you've recorded in the countryside. Really, really. We, we, they're like a little postcard to us from wherever you live. And the very best that we get each week, we will send you a book from the, the podcast library that Jack is currently. You're dusting some of the upper shelves. It's very good to see. Yeah, gallant all. Yeah, yeah, good. There's a lot of a lot of lovely books. So please do and contact us all. The email address is editor at countryfile.com. I also have a happening sighting. Butterflies. Loads of butterflies. I went to Have on you a done walk. your count? No, I didn't. I didn't realise I was supposed to do a count. Um, so that's a bit bad. But I was in the Blackdown Hills in Somerset on a walk with my sister who lives near there. And there were so many wildflowers along these woodland paths and on the edges of fields. And I, I've never seen so many butterflies. Never. And I remember as a kid walking through clouds of butterflies. I thought I'd never see that again. And there were flower heads with like 10 gatekeeper butterflies on it. And I, just loads of different species. But the best was silver-washed fritillaries, or lots of silver-washed fritillaries, which are oh. big orange butterflies with kind of stained glass markings on them, great sort of sweepings very beautiful and so I've got a few little photos and videos which I will share with you positive news well I think it's all happened late with the insects this year because after dry April, May, June there was all this fear that last year's heat wave and this year's heat wave was just killing them off but I think there's just been this surge even brimstone butterflies which are early early year butterflies so I, I, it was very heartening but also just simply beautiful before we leave this section, though, Jack, how was Scout Camp? It wasn't a holiday, I take it. Tiring, <laughs> but good. Yeah, everyone behaved? Just about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you behave? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. He's got his fingers crossed. Um, for those who don't know what Scout Camp is, um, what is Scout Camp? Uh, so this we did, a, it was just a week, week-long trip, taking the Scout section so that they, uh, young children between the ages of 10 and a half and 14, took them away for a week to do activities like archery, caving, 
cycling with their off, off-road skateboards that nearly caused an injury uh, <laughs> on me <laughs> uh, and yeah it's just a, a chance to get away cook over fire and sort of and get back out into sort of nature and spend a week not inside on a on oh, a phone well done yeah yeah, yeah. good but also you took away various teenagers from their parents and you must be highly praised for that, aren't you? I mean, don't they, aren't they incredibly grateful? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think they, they have a nice quiet week. I think it's so brilliant that you do that, Jack. It really is. It's fantastic. Well, it's always nice. I think, yeah. I think it's um, surprising how much I think young people can get out of just mm. going somewhere and you are just out, you're outside for the week. There's no... If it rains, you're getting wet. <laughs> it's not not like you just can just run inside anywhere. Gosh, yeah. Cooking over fire. You can't just pop something in the microwave. You so, you know, we were talking about um, how, how long is a good walk or whatever we were asking, what's a good, good length for a walk. It's, I imagine with your scouts, is that after a few days they start to really get in to the groove of it all and then they're really great. Like the first couple of days they're probably a bit like... <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, like you said, the first day or so, it's it. You are doing something different, and then sort of second, third day in, it's you're used to just smelling of smoke around the fire because you've cooked by it. You're used to just getting dirty. It's not worth changing every day. You don't need to wear anything fancy because you're just in a wood. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, there's. I think there's just something great. about so that great. that no one does normally. I think you have to do something like that just to get out of the norm. And, get out of your head. Yeah, just. Time doesn't matter. You just yeah. do it when you need to do it. I do have a couple of messages. Um, I'm going to I'm going to read them. No need to delve into that because I need to answer this one. This uh, is from it was on Instagram and you can find us on Instagram under Countryfile Magazine. Joe Corky loved the e-biking podcast last week uh, where I went up into the hills above Abergavenny into the into the Brecon Beacons and beyond the Banai Brachiniok. And but he does say now. Part of the, the the great joy of that podcast was when I stopped for the greatest cup of tea I have ever had. But Joe Corky has said, did you really stop for a refreshing cuppa or was it a refreshing pint? Now, which I <laughs> admittedly, I, I mean, I don't know you, Joe Corky, but you clearly know me. I, mean, I would <laughs> very happily stop for a pint. But it was a, an incredible cup of tea. And I think I sent you guys a photo of that cup of tea. Uh, good, good. So there is, conf- there is confirmation. So it was so good. So Joe Corky, it was tea. Sorry. Then we've had another one. Oh, this one, Apple Apple Podcasts. It was a comment. Four stars. We haven't had we haven't had a review on Apple Podcasts for a while. Four stars. Wonderful podcast. Very enjoyable and informative. Um, this is from Smek nineteen seventy five. Which the only gripe I have is the loud advertisement at the beginning of the sound escapes. Does the BBC need to run adverts? Well, it's a, it's a fair comment. I mean, we're a podcast. We are licensed from the BBC. We we don't get any money from the BBC license fee, though. So we have to stand on our own two feet. So uh, adverts are part of part of the mix, which does mean, though, you get to listen to them all for free. And Hannah's sound escapes are particularly particularly lovely. Thank you so, so thank you very much, Smek nineteen seventy five, for that four star review. I hope that explains things. But um, and you can listen to the sound escapes every Friday. There's a new one each week. But that pretty much brings us to the end of this little adventure in the countryside. We're back next week. Another podcast out in the wilds. But for now, I'd like to say a quick thank you to Peter for taking me along the St. Patrick's Way, but also to Hannah, Jack and Annabelle for joining me in the studio and making it so much fun. So thank you all and goodbye. <laughs>